Hey everyone, welcome to Real Monkey Studios, our Premier League podcast. Once again, we've got to do this all over a uh, video calls, so the recordings are not as great as they normally would be, uh, but this is the time we're in. I hope you enjoy the pod. Hi, welcome to the next episode. So in this one, we're going to speak about Fulham versus Crystal Palace and Manchester United versus Chelsea. So first off, Fulham won Crystal Palace 2. So I actually got this one right on the predictions. Um... Jamie went with a 2-2 and then everyone else went for a Crystal Palace win. Um, so, good result for me, a uh, good result for Palace. However, I think because of how poor we were thinking of Fulham this year, maybe not the performance we were thinking of. Mm, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I thought Crystal Palace were going to give them a bit more of a hammer in here. Um, but, good goal from Palace to open it up. Like, Zaha... Um, Put that ball through. Absolutely love. It was a lovely ball through, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it was. Yes, yeah. slightly like no look pass. Had a quick glance and then slipped it through. Yeah, completely deceived the Fulham defence. To be fair, and then yeah. the second wonderful. goal. Wonderful finish. Yeah, second goal was a bit. Bundled in. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest of goals, but everyone will take them, and. Obviously, the game was already gone at this point, but when Fulham got their uh, their goal, Kearney's brilliant goal. No one was stopping that, I don't think. No, it was a cracking shot. Uh, top bin all the way, but I think I think I expected a bit more from uh, Palace in this one. But and obviously Mitrovic second game in a row, where he's effectively missed a sitter. Mm. Uh, did, yeah, he should have. Uh... Uh, did me and Ollie give has me and Ollie given a lot more praise to Mitrovic when he actually deserves? Like last season, he was banging him in in the championship, and he's not he's not doing anything we expected right now. I, mean, I think I think the pressure got to him a little bit. Uh, quite possibly. It's, because... a, it's a different story when you're in the championship. I think the pressure of playing in the prem is bound to set in their minds. They need more time in the Prem before they're fully sort of unwind and bring back that that you know talent and potential. They're not they've got the talent and potential. They just need to, you know, initial shock of being in the Prem. It happens to everyone, even when you're like a experienced seasoned player. They just need more time on the pitch against those big clubs. Yeah. Um, obviously, Crystal Palace. We can agree it's not the biggest club in the Prem, but still Prem. Yeah, they're, they're very much prem material. We've got a lot of, we've got a lot of players there actually that have been a name elsewhere as well. Like obviously Zaha has made his name realistically at Crystal Palace, and he had his small stint at United where his name kind of became a bit more known around the country. Not because of him playing though, because of basically because he was lack of playing, um, but then came back to Crystal Palace and as. Proving why he was wanted originally, just he couldn't do it on a bigger team at that point. Maybe it would be a different story if he went somewhere else uh, now that he's more mature. Um, and obviously they've got Townsend, who has been at... Uh, he was at Spurs for quite a while, a while, wasn't he? So they've got the players around them. Uh, right. Next big talking point on this match is there is a red card. Yeah. 
I, I... A dirty match. There was 22 fouls between the two teams altogether. Yeah. The red like card, the though... Not, it, it was a dirty match. The red card had to go to VAR, though. Um, it, it was originally just given a yellow card, and they went to VAR. It was definitely a red card. I don't, I don't think anyone could argue that. It was quite, quite filthy. No need for it. Um, I think the player was quite unfortunate in terms of the fact that he thought it was fine. Um, was going to just get the yellow card until the VAR was in. Obviously, this is why VAR's there, to, so they can do these kind of things. And sadly, last week we didn't see that when it was Everton versus Liverpool when it came to the Pickford challenge. But this this week it was used right. Yeah. Uh, and I think... I think the player just feels a little bit hard done by there, but I think watching it back, I think he'll realise that it was definitely the right choice at that point. Again, going back to um, VAR, again, yeah. inconsistency in the way the system works. Yeah. You know, appealing certain things down to the T to every little detail, others are not. Yeah, it will be a major talking point every time because they need to get the consistency in. This has to be, and I'm sure there's rules there. But every time we watch a match when there's a big decision to make to be made, it just seems to me like they they're improvising on the spot. Like, yeah, like they're not following the specific. <clears throat> and you can't. It's a, it's a set of rules. It's still a ref on the monitors. Yeah, I still think they need to be more precise about the rules. Like, yeah, I'm sure they know they're all trained, but it just it seems very inconsistent. Like sometimes people get away with murder, and on other times people literally do nothing and get cards. And there's like it's just early stages. It's well, it's not early stages though. It's been I'd in the Premier League for a I year. Mean, I... All the sports had VAR systems in for years. Well, and yeah, it took years to perfect it. But yeah. they need to get on with it because it's becoming upsetting to players, yeah. to, fans, to fans, to clubs. It's just like, sorry, you know. Realistically, VAR not being used properly last year sent Bournemouth down because they didn't realise that Sheffield scored against Villa. Mm. That, that realistically is where we're at. Obviously, the rules were it couldn't affect it at that point. I'm hoping they've changed that this year, uh, for in that in terms of how that works on the goal line technology. If that's not working for whatever reason, but I agree, with, I agree that VAR does need to be perfected so much more. We are, yes, a year into the Premier League having it, but yeah, compared to other sports, I agree we are still early yeah. doors at this point. Yeah, but, it just shouldn't be. I mean, as you said, it's been a couple of years. And if not more, because they were testing that three seasons ago in certain matches. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Champions League's really... used it for a fair few years as yeah. well now. But, like, going back to the match itself, uh, altogether, think... it was even Stephen on paper in terms of. On attempts. paper, yeah. But, again, Crystal Palace di- didn't lack the finishing touch. I mean, Fulham had plenty of attacking opportunities and the possession was sort of level if Fulham oh, took the chances again. they'd won yeah the thing is yeah. they would yes because they both had similar amount of shots but Crystal Palace was more clinical in their finishing hmm. 
and they have 10 on target from the 14 they've taken. Obviously, blocked shots and keeper obviously doing his job. Uh, but Fulham, on the other hand, 16 shots, three on target. Like, are you just popping them it's for the bad. sake of popping and hoping for the best to happen? Yeah. You know, composure, composure lacking down the, down yeah. the front. As much as we give Kearney a lot of good praise for his goal in that game, maybe it is a case of that was just hit and hope just like the rest of them are. Yeah. Um, and obviously it paid off at that point, but they need to be clinical. If they want to stay up, they need to start doing better, especially Mitrovic. He's he's got a he's got a name for himself for scoring goals, and at the moment he's not yeah. proving it whatsoever. No. And I think. I think that we will go on to the next game now. So I was going to say this is a good segue. Yeah. When it comes to so Manchester United nil, Chelsea nil. Yeah. I think I think straight away because we've just been on about VAR. I think we need to talk about VAR in this game. As much as a huge Man United supporter as I am, Chelsea should have had a penalty here. Hundred percent. Maguire. What yeah. What is Maguire doing? Again, he is being absolutely silly in a in a defending position, and yeah, it looked like a rugby tackle. He has his arms around his neck and he's pulling him down. Yeah, he's pulling him down. Yeah, with both arms. There's no. Oh, well, that's what I would have won that header. Yeah, okay, he may not score with it. Yeah, but it still like it still should have been given. It's yeah, hundred percent. And I'm not saying the other end of the pitch. Then checking a little toe tap on Rashford. Yeah, oh, that, I don't again. understand how that was getting looked at, but Maguire's foul on Aspilicueta wasn't. I mean, Gary Neville was laughing at that check. Yeah, it, well, like, he Gary was, Neville was like, "What are you checking here? Even, <laughs> even Patrice Evra said um, after the match that it was a joke that they were looking at that and not yeah, that was pathetic. and not the Maguire. And once again, see what this is. We're supposed to be talking about the match here. The players, the performances, but once again, it boils down to bloody beat. Sorry, yeah. to, to VAR. Um, I'm sorry, but get this sorted, or you're going to ruin every match. Exactly. Because people will be focusing on on mistakes made, like Nathan said, human error. End of the day, and they need to be a bit more firm. Stop appealing nonsense that the ref knows when they want to appeal something. If it's nonsense and he knows it's nonsense, don't spend two minutes watching over someone yeah. tripping over their own feet. Exactly. Ref, straight away from that studio where they've got their screens, just tell tell that man not to appeal nonsense like this ever again. I, they need to be firm. I think they, honestly, we can't. This it, it's disgusting. I think what they also need to do is they've made it more so that the referees have to go and watch these screens on the side of this, the pitch now more often than they did last season. But yeah, instances the like the Maguire situation should have been, we'll look back. They they can look at the Maguire situation, uh, sorry, the Rashford situation as much as they want. But what they should have been doing was, oh, was there something before that that caused something? Because that's what they do in goals. Uh, when a goal's been done, they will check if there's been an offside or, or foul in the build-up. Because yeah. if they fouled it before they scored, they will get rid of it. So... Yeah. We've seen how it goes. Yeah, there's no offside in the boys' move, though. They have to wait for the play to finish. Yeah. Call flagging. Over, overall, Cost. let's actually talk about the match instead of VAR, though. Yeah, like, um, we've all established the fact that VAR needs work. Now, 
as we were it's talking about a point oh so I predicted three two. I couldn't have been further wrong as as I could have thought of uh, getting when it ended up nil nil. Um I think I think it was a good game, very good defensive game and not, yes. I have to actually praise Lampard on this match actually because I've been slating Chelsea for weeks saying that he can't get them to defend and he actually did a really really good game on defensive on defensive play it was a good game yeah. on both ends apart from obviously that Maguire yeah. murder that he got away with and um, both teams though both teams though again lacking finishing yeah Black in finishing. Rashford had two good chances, though. Yes, but the, the, those close chances were amazing. They were, mm. The keeper was on, honestly, uh, Mendy. Mendy was, was on good form. So far. Um, obviously, Mendy replacing the toad of a keeper who shouldn't be playing in the Prem uh, with that <laughs> attitude. The he's got talent, but the man's attitude ruins his potential because he thinks he's obviously dog's bees so the, much. The most you expensive know, sub in the place. world. The thing is, 14 shots for a target. I mean, what's going on? How many times have we seen someone in the middle trying to pop one in from distance? Yeah. Like, without giving it much thought, it was just like... Like, they were playing FIFA, you know what I mean? When you're trying to shoot from 30 yards. And you just do it because it might go in. This is what I've seen in that match. Yeah. And that's from both teams. Like, what are you doing? There was, there was a lot of that Don't in that just, game. And obviously, if it goes in like the Kearney one did in in the Fulham in Crystal Palace match, it looks amazing, and everyone praises you. But when it when it goes highward and skyward and doesn't go anywhere near the goal, that's when everyone starts giving you a bit of jip. And a lot of the players in the attacking sense in this game did have the chances to do so, and also have a lot of blame. Um, I think another talking point for this game, obviously, is Cavani had his debut for United coming off the bench. First touch he has in the game is a shot. And it nearly went in. It, obviously, it was only a little bit wide, but it was good to see from him. He, he didn't do a lot more afterwards. There wasn't a great deal much after, but it was a good thing to start because wow. I'm still worried on that on that transfer to us. Um, it's either going to go as Ibra or Falcao. Edinson Cavani needs to be fed good balls. Yeah. If any, trust me, he can finish from any spot, but he needs to be fed good balls. But when your midfielders and wingers are trying to pop goals from twenty-five yards, that's not going to help him. Instead of trying to find the man to deliver that for them closer to goal, this is not going to to happen for Cavani. Yeah. They, they've not been exactly providing him with anything, and obviously. Fair game, he gets a shot. You can't, you know, it, it's not doesn't happen very often that your first touch that's a shot is going to go in, unless it's a remarkable. You <laughs> unless know. who was it, Ricky Lambert for England a few years yeah. back? <laughs> things, things like this happen, but the thing is, a striker in a match it needs a few chances before he can perfect the craft within the match itself and actually get it. You know, there's it happens sometimes, but they yeah. didn't feed him any balls. It was just midfield was. Trying to play the long ball towards the net so many times and it just didn't work. Obviously, Rashford's a safe, the safe goal, a safe yeah. opportunity towards the end. I mean, wow, this could have been a match ending. Goal. Yeah, it, it, it would have been save. the winner. Uh, yeah, but obviously, Rashford also missed a chance earlier in the match. 
um, where he kind of just hit it straight up, Mendy. And I was kind of, I was kind of confused why he didn't try to go for the chip. Because uh, if he'd gone for the chip, he realistically yeah. would have, yeah, he would have scored. Yeah, that should have been the chip. I, I said that as soon as I saw it. I was like, why didn't you try and chip him? Yeah. Like, you can do it. He, we know he can do it. He's done it yeah. in the past yeah, against people. It was just poor, again, lacking the finishing mindset you know again this was again let's just shoot towards goal and hope for the best yeah he didn't use his head at all he should have been like right look at the distance between the goalie where he is and that back of the net I can put that in there but that never crossed his mind he was just like no let's just kick it forward maybe it'll go in again that's been the tendency with most clubs this weekend like just hey whatever give it a go maybe we'll go in Especially no, after United, no. you would have thought yeah. something would have been better from United as well. Just after beating PSG as well in the midweek game, I think we all expected more than what I've, actually I've came from more. this. Uh, although in the second half, I think United <clears throat> dominated the match uh, once again. Chelsea's defense was on right. right. Chelsea- I was surprised how how well Chelsea's defense played after the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, so impressive. Both teams impressive defensively. I think apart I think- from Maguire's little. You know, stunt which he got yeah. away with, which is a he, shame. He really did uh, get away with that, and it is well, it is a shame. Well. But I think um, um, Tomine deserves a shout out for this game. Before he went off uh, as a sub, he was literally popping up here, there, everywhere on the game and causing a bit of mayhem for Chelsea in the in the middle I think of the Zuma park. as well needs a shout out in the back uh, in Chelsea's back three. See, I would uh, say Thiago over Zuma still. I thought Thiago played really, really well. Oh, um, there's a lot more control. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, Thiago was a centre, centre. You know, he obviously had a yeah. lot more work to do. But Zuma, altogether, I wasn't expecting as much from him. So what I'm saying is, although I think Silva was much better in the back, Zuma had a good game. shined a bit more, if you know what I mean. I, would, yeah. I, wasn't, I wouldn't expect that sort of performance from him. Usually, because I've not, never seen him do that good. Yeah, um, I think biggest shout out for this game, which shows in the in the, the scoreline defensively, nil nil. Yeah, defense was amazing and poor at the front for both teams. I'm sorry, guys, but you you getting paid a lot of money. Your top strikers. I mean, look at look at the numbers. Look at the people you have in the front in both teams. You yeah. would come in thinking shit. Oh, <laughs> You've done it again. Oh, sorry. You, got, you would think, uh oh, well, this is not going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fun to watch. There's going to be goals going in. But no, no, this poorly, poorly performed in the front. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, that, you know, although there was some great passing, the, the mid, it was entertaining in the build up. When the build up's entertaining, but there's no finishing, it just becomes boring, you know? It, yeah. Just like. To be fair though, I wasn't bored with this game. No, but the thing is. As I said, build-up was entertaining. There was beautiful passing in both from both teams, but then it sort of it builds it up, builds it up, and then oh no, he's had a another another you know another moment. another crack from twenty five yards. Yeah, without even looking, you know, let this maybe it'll go in. Hopefully, I, I've pressed X on the controller. I can feed that uh, or B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah I think I think overall a point was deserved for both teams there. Yeah, um, it would have been. No. I think it would have just been harsh to have lost the point if someone was to uh, to have won the ma- won the match in the end. Uh, yeah, but overall, I thought it was sauce. good. Yeah. I think it. I think a, a goalless draw was exactly what both managers needed as well. 
because we've all everyone has been slating Frank on defensively for Chelsea, and Ollie's had a fair bit of jip as well. Obviously, this isn't the greatest start United's had at Old Trafford for the last few years. Obviously, the last home match was the six-one loss to. Tottenham so having no goals conceded in this one was a big plus for Ollie in this match uh, but I think I think we said everything we can on that one and we'll get to the next episode afterwards which will be Liverpool versus Sheffield United and Southampton versus Everton hope to hear have you then